I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, it's time to harvest what's coming up for the next month. I'm Jeff Braun. Yes, there is a veritable cornucopia of new movies in our October movie preview. We'll also tee up the final episodes of Rick Grimes with Season 9 of The Walking Dead debuting this weekend. Let's get to the preview. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. Holy smokes, that's Bradley Cooper singing. Takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. The movie in question is called A Star Is Born. You know, man, in the old days, I always knew, like, you were going to do something, that you'd be all right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Bradley Cooper's main co-star, Lady Gaga. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. That's right, this weekend begins with A Star Is Born. It's a remake of a movie that's already been remade twice. The original debuted in 1937 and won Janet Gaynor an Oscar as an aspiring actress dealing with a fading star, played by Frederick March. It was redone in 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason, and in 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. This new version stars Cooper as veteran singer Jackson Maine. He discovers a struggling artist named Allie, played by Gaga. Allie lacks confidence, he falls for her, and wants to give her a boost. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're gonna do. You come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, no. come, here we go. Oh, Jack, please. <laughs> look at me. All you gotta do is trust me. That's all you gotta do. Then Lady Gaga sings on stage, and it's good. Because she can sing good. Variety pointed out to add to the authenticity, Cooper and Gaga performed at Coachella and Glastonbury, where they shared the same stage as Christofferson. Meanwhile, Cooper isn't just the star, he doesn't just sing his own vocals, he also is the director. Clint Eastwood tried to get the movie made for years with Cooper as the fading star and Beyonce as the co-star, but then he suggested Cooper direct, it's getting amazing reviews and Oscar buzz plenty. I want to hold them like they do in Texas plays. Fold them. Let them hit me. Raise it, baby. Stay with me. I love it. Oh! Oh, oh! I'll get them hot. Show them what I've got. That's Christopher Walken singing Lady Gaga. Also at this week, one of the most popular characters in comic books finally gets his own movie, Venom. The guy you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you going to behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm going to do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. 
What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You finished, Mr. Brock. Is that a threat? Tom Hardy stars in this movie based on the Marvel Comics character, although it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It hails from Sony. You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm pretty good at it. But you, you suck. Whoever you are. I work at the Life Foundation, and I need your help. We found something. We call them symbiotes. Carlton Drake believes that the union between human and symbiote is the key to our evolution. Venom is one of the most popular villains in comic book history. His origins are with Spider-Man. Without getting too dorky with a history lesson here, in the comics, Spider-Man is introduced to this alien symbiote. It's basically this black living goop that forms into a fancy black spider suit, i.e. his suit was alive. Eventually though, the symbiote gets too aggressive, Spider-Man breaks free from it, and it finds a new host, disgruntled reporter Eddie Brock, and together they become Venom which was basically a scary-looking version of Spider-Man with big, sharp teeth and a long, gross tongue. Now we have the movie, starring Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, who is investigating a bad company, experimenting with symbiotes, and one of them bonds with him. I'm feeling really sick. I'm hearing a voice. Eddie. You're not real. You were just in my head. I'm gonna need Mr. Drake's property back. I don't know. Why would we do that? The symbiote beat everyone up. Now Brock has to figure out how to coexist with this thing. If you're gonna stay, you will only hurt bad people. The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? So the trailer makes no mention of Spider-Man whatsoever. Back in January, Tom Hardy said Spider-Man actor Tom Holland is in the movie as Peter Parker, as Sony seeks to build its own little Spider-Verse. However, it looks like that's not the case. Maybe in the future, we'll see Venom and Spider-Man in a Sony-produced movie. Remember that Spider-Man's still technically Sony's character, but they struck a deal a few years ago to share him with Marvel so he can appear in their movies too. Venom is getting lousy reviews, and it also has to deal with Lady Gaga fans posting fake reviews of Venom to social media so people will stay away from Venom and instead go see A Star Is Born. Either way, I think I still want to see Venom so I can experience the disappointment firsthand. You should be extremely afraid. What the hell are you? Also, this weekend in some places, and later this month in other places, racial tensions are about to be stirred for a teenage girl in The Hate You Give. My name is Star. Two R's. Daddy named me that. Garden Heights. Mama and Daddy says our life is here, because our people are here. We got Mr. Rubin's Barbecue, Mr. Lewis's Barbershop, and Daddy's Store. The high school is where you go to get junk, high, or pregnant. We don't go there. No, she goes to a private school in the rich neighborhood. 
Williamson is another world. So when I'm here, I'm star version two. Yo, those kids are lit. Basically, Williamson star doesn't give anyone a reason to call her ghetto. And I hate myself for doing it. So star bounces between the two worlds. What's up? Where you been at? I don't know, you be hanging with all the white kids. Shut up. Out of the car. Yo, Star, you okay? Go back where he told you. Khalil, I'm not playing. Go back where... <laughs> what did you do? Her worlds are about to collide when her unarmed black friend gets shot by police. Today, Garden Heights is reeling after the shooting of a 17-year-old black teenager by a white police officer. We live in a complicated world. It doesn't seem that complicated to me. Violence. Brutality. It's the same story, just a different name. The Hate You Give stars Amanda Stenberg as Star and Issa Rae, Common, and Anthony Mackie as some of the grown-ups in her life. It's at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, getting great reviews. A lot of them excited that there's a movie for teens that's about something serious. And a lot of praise for Stenberg's performance. If it does not open at your local theater this weekend, look for it on the 19th. It's about more than just Kalu. It's about black people, poor people, everybody at the bottom. I need to speak for him. When you're ready to talk, you talk. Don't ever let nobody make you be quiet. I ain't named you star by accident. Also this weekend, in limited release, it's Robert Redford's final performance as the old man in The Old Man and the Gun. Hey, excuse me. Need some help? No, I'm good. Let me take a look. You know anything about cars? Uh, no, not really. To be clear, it's his last performance because he's retiring from acting. He didn't die. Based on a true story, Redford plays a kindly old gent with an interesting life. That was Sissy Spacek having car trouble, and they go to lunch. So, uh, what did you say you do? Well, that's a secret. And why is that? Well, because if I told you, you probably wouldn't want to see me again. Who said I was going to see you again? Would you? Well, let's take this place. Say it was a bank, and instead of that counter up there, that was really a teller's window, and you just walk in, real calm. So you walk right up, look her in the eye, and you say, ma'am, this is a robbery. And you show her the gun, like this. And you say, I wouldn't want you to get hurt, because I like you. Yeah, he's a bank robber, and he loves it. Uh, excuse me, I'd like to open up an account. Well, great, what type of account do you have in mind? This kind. This kind. He said he was armed. He had a gun. You saw him. Well, he was also sort of a gentleman. He was very polite. He seemed like a nice enough fella. Look at that. Is he smiling? Casey Affleck plays the cop on his tail. Five states. 93 robberies. In two years. You think you can catch him? Yeah, I won't lie. I'd love to slap the cuffs on him myself. So I hope I get the chance. Another city, baby, another town. He spent his whole life locked up, except for the times that he broke out. Somebody should have told him to quit while he was in. 
Again, Redford says it's his last performance, so that'll make it extra special. He's always been good, even lately in his twilight years. He was good as the bad guy in Captain America the Winter Soldier. He put in a terrific solo performance in All Is Lost, where he played a guy lost at sea on a disabled sailboat. And it looks like he's going out a winner in The Old Man and the Gun. Now whenever I close the door, I think, is this the last time I'll ever have a chance to do whatever that thing was? You know what I do when the door closes? I jump out the window. <laughs> Living is a gamble, baby. Loving's much the same. Wherever I sat down with him once and I said, surely there's an easier way to make a living. And he looked at me and he said, I'm not talking about making a living. I'm just talking about living. The October movie preview continues in a moment with Ryan Gosling. First he went to La La Land, now he's going to the moon. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett. We're doing the October movie preview. And on the 12th, it's the space drama, First Man. I see the moon. The moon sees me. Down through the leaves of the old oak tree. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong in the story of, well, one of the most famous events in the history of mankind, the first landing on the moon. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. We have a go for main engine start. T minus 10. The entire world's watching. Nine. Do you question whether the program's worth the cost? Seven. In money and in lives? First Man is directed by Damien Chazelle, who won an Oscar directing Gosling in La La Land. He also directed the movie Whiplash. Claire Foy stars as Armstrong's wife. Corey Stahl plays Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon, while other actors play characters we've actually seen before in Apollo 13. Porn stash from Orange is the New Black is Tom Hanks. Kieran Hines from The Terror is Ed Harris. Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights is there, too, in Mission Control. Five. What are the chances of not coming back? Four. Those kids, they don't have a father anymore. Three. So you're going to sit the boys down? Two. And you're going to prepare them for the fact you might not ever come home. One. Do you think you're coming back? It looks pretty intense and very dramatic. We take it for granted now, of course, but it would have been more than a little scary to fly to the moon when it had never been done before. We have serious problems. under control. You're a bunch of boys. You don't have anything under control. Also on October 12th, it's Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. Not long ago, the Goosebumps monsters were locked away. On October 12th, starting to look like Halloween around here. Haunted Halloween. Who would lock a book? Did you miss me? Halloween comes to life. It's the sequel to the 2015 hit based on the beloved books by R.L. Stein. In that movie, Jack Black played the author, and some kids inadvertently unleashed the Goosebumps monsters into the world by opening the books in his personal library, books which were actually prisons to contain the monsters. 
In the sequel, there are more nosy kids snooping through Stein's now abandoned house, and they stumble upon a book, not just any book, the book that no one was meant to find. And it's called Haunted Halloween. And they open it, and they let all the monsters back out into the world. Now, back in July, we were under the impression that Black would not reprise his role of R.L. Stein, but it turns out he is. Three kids will need a little help from an old friend. Are you R.L. Stein? On October 12th. Everything's going to be okay. I need typing paper, a thesaurus, and a comfortable chair with lumbar support. I just watched the first Goosebumps last week, and it was super fun. The sequel looks like it might just be a rehash of the first one, but you know what? I think I'm okay with that. Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. Gummy bears. I would not do that if I were you. So tiny and cute, what can they do? Maybe I just want to play. What are you doing in there? The October movie preview continues in a moment with a movie that stars Thor, Don Draper, and the dude, and the uh, the grumpy girl from the the Seven Shades movie. Fifty Shades of Fifty everything. Shades. Why did I say Seven Shades? I don't know. You're forty three shades shy. <laughs> You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're doing the October movie preview. We're on to the 12th, still on the 12th, and there's a movie called Bad Times at the El Royale. First time at the El Royale? You have the option to stay in either California or Nevada. I always want to stay in the honeymoon suite, even though I'm not currently on my honeymoon. <laughs> That's John Hamm, one of seven strangers with seven secrets who will spend the night at the El Royale, a hotel that straddles the state line between California and Nevada. What are you doing out here? I got a job singing in Reno tomorrow. Don't pay nothing, but uh, singing, singing. <laughs> this is not a place for a priest, Father. You shouldn't be here. It's a little too quiet in here. It gives me the willies. Dakota Johnson, Chris Hemsworth, and Jeff Bridges are among the other guests. Bridges, with a slightly less gravelly voice than we've heard from him of late, plays the priest. Are you lost, Father? Can I confess something to you? I'm not really a priest. It's a game. It all starts with a simple choice. Would you mind opening the door? No, I ain't gonna do that. Which side are you on? Right, wrong, God or no God, red or black. It's directed by Drew Goddard, who was a writer on Alias and Lost. He's also a producer on The Good Place and directed The Cabin in the Woods, so he does all sorts of different stuff. And this looks different. It actually looks like something that would have come in the late 90s after Tarantino spawned all those imitators. Hopefully this fares more like authentic Tarantino than the wannabes. Horrible things. So does everybody. Shit happens. Get the whiskey. Moving on to October 19th. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on a Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night and has spent the last 40 years in captivity. 
Hello, Michael. That's Michael Myers to you. It's Halloween, and the original Scream Queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis, is back one more time to reprise her character Laurie Strode from that 1978 classic. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Laurie Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No. It was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. If you're at all familiar with the Halloween movies, you might be thinking, hang on a sec, didn't they kill her off? Yes, they did. After returning for the seventh movie in the series, Halloween H2O, 20 years later, she returned again in 2002 for Halloween Resurrection, where they killed her, rather unceremoniously in fact. If you don't remember that movie, it's cause it was awful. It was about a crew trying to make a one night reality show extravaganza, starring rapper Busta Rhymes. Oh, man. Charlie, where the you been at, man? Don't you know we've been looking all over this for you? Why the hell are you dressed like me anyway? I ain't paying you to be Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If them kids come around and see us dressed up in the same you're gonna ruin the whole effect. You might also remember Rob Zombie rebooted the franchise with a pair of his own brutal stories of Michael Myers in 2007 and 2009. Behind these eyes, one finds only darkness. These are the eyes of a psychopath. I say brutal not because they were bad, but they were brutally violent. This new movie ignores all of that. All the sequels, the reboots, this simply takes place 40 years after the original and sets up Laurie Strode's final confrontation with Michael Myers. This time she's trained herself in weapons just in case Michael ever comes back. Bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out the wall! Get inside! Also worth pointing out, one of the writers is Danny McBride. Yes, that Danny McBride, the funny-looking funny man from stuff like the HBO series Eastbound and Down. I'm sick and tired of carrying all the weight. Uh, the coaches and owners not giving me the shit I need to win. Atlanta, you're f***ing out. Kenny Powers is now a free agent. Find a bar and get faced, huh? Get me paid, bitch. Superstar! Halloween is directed by David Gordon Green, who has previously worked with McBride a lot. For example, the movie Pineapple Express, the aforementioned Eastbound and Down, and McBride's follow-up HBO series Vice Principals. Weird that a couple of funny guys are in charge of a scary movie, but it seemed weird when Jordan Peele made Get Out, and that turned out to be amazing. The master of horror, John Carpenter, the man behind the original, is the executive producer and served as a creative consultant. He's getting good reviews and is said to be the best Halloween movie since that original. You don't believe in the boogeyman? He's here! Michael! You should. 
close the closet door. Jeff's shaking his head oh, right now. I, I watched the trailer and that closet door bit. I was just like, come on. <laughs> that's That was genuinely one of the three creepiest things I've ever seen. Really? That That's amazing, yeah. Wow. I wish I could get into this sort of stuff, but I, I can't. Have they ever show his face? I know he's got the famous mask or whatever. Have they I don't ever think shown they his have. face? Same with Jason in the Friday the 13th. Well, Jason, we've seen his face. Oh, he did? But uh, I don't think we've ever seen Mike. I'm not a Michael Myers expert. I yeah. haven't seen all of the films, but the ones that I have seen, we haven't seen his face. Yeah. On October 26th, Gerard Butler yes! strikes again. It's <laughs> Hunter Killer. This is the most aggressive military buildup in Russian history. I told Six Fleet you want a Hunter Killer. It's a submarine movie. Hunter Killer is a class of sub designed specifically to attack and sink other subs. And aside from starring Common, who was in that movie Jeff referenced earlier, The Hate You Give, so he's had a busy October. It also stars your favorite Jeff, as mentioned, yep. Gerard Butler. We've been ordered to cross waters that no American sub has ever crossed before. Take us along the ocean floor. We've been keeping tabs on the Russian president and his defense minister. It's a coup. What if we could free President Zakari? We rescue the Russian president. We're going in with four of our boys. There aren't training simulations for this one. If we don't pull this off, it's going to be World War III. Spartans! Tonight, we died in hell! I just can't resist throwing in a 300 clip. It's based on the book Firing Point, written by retired naval officer George Wallace and author Don Keith and the production of the film was fully supported by the U.S. Navy. Co-stars Gary Oldman and, as mentioned, Common, and takes place primarily in the Arctic Ocean, where Butler's Captain Joe Glass discovers a Russian coup which could screw things up all around the world. That's a warship. Torpedoes in the water! Battle stations. Ship ready! Solution ready! Hunter Killer is the best title in years. It is such a Gerard Butler movie. I don't. Why is Gary Oldman in this? He just won an Oscar. Maybe needed a paycheck. I don't know. Ouch. It's, well, it's, I mean, it sounds like it's got some, you know, support of the Navy. Could be cool. Yeah, but it won't be. On October twenty sixth, Johnny English strikes again. We have a problem. Good. The identities of our serving agents have been exposed. The country is in a state of complete chaos. And the universe sends me you. Sir! Yes, all right, Buff. We're going on a mission, not a honeymoon. Yes, of course. Rowan Atkinson, a.k.a. Mr. Bean, stars in the sequel to the James Bond spoof Johnny English. The first one came out 15 years ago, made $160 million on a $40 million budget. So, big hit. There was a sequel in 2011, which did the same kind of bank. Both those movies got horrible reviews. They sit in the 30s on Rotten Tomatoes. But money is louder than critics in the movie world, so here we are. Destination? South of France, sir. Arm the missile. They're just cyclists, sir. They're French cyclists, Bob. And they're obstructing Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> I've never seen the other movies, even though I do like Rowan Atkinson a lot, but I get the feeling you'd be better off watching Mr. Bean reruns. 
No one must have the slightest clue we're here. One more on October 26th, Dakota Johnson. Another busy month for her, too. She's in that bad times at the El Royale. So Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, and Chloe Grace Moretz star in Suspiria. At the beginning, she gave me things. Perfect balance. Perfect sleep. She wants to get inside of me. I can feel her. Suspiria is a horror mystery set in the year 1977 in Berlin. It focuses on a young American dancer who goes to a prestigious dance academy which is plagued by strange things. Does this sound familiar? Well, that's because it is. Suspiria is a remake of a film from 1977. You can hide from Suspiria. Not escape. Suspiria. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92. That's the best trailer ever. <laughs> also, clearly Suspiria is the best title this month, not Hunter Killer. Yeah, for sure. It's just fun to say Suspiria. It looks ambitious and creepy. Might be our I think it'll be impossible to match the madness of the original, but good for them for trying. Also a heads up, this one's listed for October 26th, but that might be a limited release, so if it is, look for it to expand the following week. And thus concludes the October movie preview up next. Rick Grimes getting ready to pack it in. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. The last couple of weeks we've been doing our fall television preview. It's a quieter week coming up, but there's still a fair amount of stuff. The big one this week, no doubt, has to be The Walking Dead, debuting its ninth season this Sunday, October 7, on AMC. And the big thing about this particular season is that it's the main character, Rick Grimes. It's his final set of episodes. I think he's only in the, the run for half of the season, and then Andrew Lincoln, the actor, is out. Hmm. I mean, nine seasons, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a very long time. Especially when The Walking Dead has been the subject of so much criticism for the last four years, really. The show, I think, for me, as far as its quality is concerned, peaked in season four, and from then it's just been a steady decline. Really? Yeah. Is he the, uh, the only one that's there now that was there at the beginning? No, there are a handful of them. Oh, really? Rick and Daryl are the two main ones, and uh, Daryl doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon, but Andrew Lincoln, yeah, I think he just probably is tired of, you know, he probably wants to go back home, <laughs> right? He's from Actors England. Actors don't like playing the same thing constantly either. They like trying new stuff, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So that's back. I will watch it because yeah. I've watched all eight seasons, and I can't give up on it now, but I'm, it. I'm not excited. Sometimes when you're in, you're in. That's on Sunday. Also this Sunday, uh, a new show called Dancing with the Stars Juniors. It's about time. Sunday, October 7th. There's so much adrenaline. The dancers may be smaller, but the personalities are larger than life. Are you kidding me? Dancing with the Stars Juniors. I'm super excited. 12 of today's favorite child stars paired with America's best young dancers. Younger people are way better than older people. (laughs) 
popular blow these judges out of their seats. Dancing with the Stars Juniors premieres Sunday, October 7th after America's Funniest Home Videos on ABC. And also on Global in Canada. And uh, Honey Boo Boo is one of them. That's the only one I recognize. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> also uh, debuting on Global, the new season of Madam Secretary. And, of course, there's a new season out uh, starting Sunday of Shark Tank. Mostly this week, the rest of the week, are CW shows on Tuesday. You get The Flash and Black Lightning, Riverdale on Wednesday, along with uh, All-American on the W Network on Wednesday. And on Thursday, it's your show, Brett. It's your oh, big boy. Yeah. How many years has this puppy been on? Supernatural. I think this is like season 13. At least, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's still going strong. And the quality has not gone downhill like it has on The Walking Dead, has it? Uh, it's it, ebbed it, and flowed a bit, but yeah, it's... Yeah, hit and miss. Oh, I think it's season... Is it season 14? My goodness. Smokes. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, on Friday, October 12th, Blind Spot, the new season of that... Uh, other CW shows, Dynasty and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and a couple of newbies on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House, and on Amazon, The Romanoffs, and that's from Matthew Weiner, the guy that made brought us uh, Mad Men, and it's an anthology show. And just a heads up on Riverdale as well. I think a lot of people in Canada, at least, are under the, the, the mis- misconception that it's a strictly Netflix show. You can get it on Netflix, but it airs first on the CW, right. and then the next day it goes up on Netflix. So if you want to watch it before it gets to Netflix, tune in to the CW. Also coming on Netflix this week, it's out now, a new season of one of my favorite shows from last year. It's called Big Mouth. Ah! What's going on? Ah! Oh, no! It's our hormone monsters! Mari, ah! what are you hey, doing? Hey, it's not for me! Holy smokes! It's a reckoning, Missy. They've come for us. An animated show voiced by comedians Nick Kroll and John Mulaney about two 12-year-old boys embarking on the greatest journey of their young lives, puberty. It is extremely foul-mouthed. It's also extremely funny, and I highly recommend it. And then in the final 30 seconds left, uh, let's just have a quick look at what is coming to home video, starting with uh, what's on Digital HD. Eighth Grade and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, two very different movies. I enjoyed both of them. I highly recommend both of them. Eighth Grade also coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, as well as The Rock in Skyscraper. And if you don't want to buy Blu-ray and DVD, you can probably check out Eighth Grade and Skyscraper as well, on demand through your PPR or what have you. And that's all the time we have. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, anywhere you can get podcasts. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.